Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey, friends. Hey, friends. My kids and I love watching Superbook on YouTube. We've been watching it for a while. I just recently found out there's a Superbook classic. The original Superbook is not like the Superbook that's out now. It's the same characters, quote-unquote, but graphics have changed, technology has changed in the story, and you can tell by looking at it that it's more recent. The simplicity of the classic, but what I did notice with the classic, it's not as watered down. Matter of fact, it's not watered down at all. And are some of the graphics scarier? Yes, but I think let's sugarcoat everything so it's palatable. But sin shouldn't be palatable. Sin should scare us a little bit because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It's in Proverbs 10, 27. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. You know, we've gotten away from fire and brimstone, and I understand there's law and legalism versus the spirit, the old covenant versus the new covenant. We have to understand God's laws. We have to understand God's wisdom, right? We need the Old Testament to understand the new. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Like in Matthew 5, 17 through 20. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. As for our children, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Will there be a point like the prodigal son where our children go away? They might. Not always. Not every child is a prodigal. Some stay very close to the Lord all of their lives or most of their lives. And maybe they have fallen down in some other ways. But not every child grows up to be wayward. And that's what we should be aiming for. Like this eternal lifestyle. We're living in eternity now if we recognize it. Anyway, I want to go back to September because I do see God, rather I saw God getting us prepared June, July, and August for what's about to come this season. And I was sharing with a friend, I'm excited. I'm excited because I trust God. God has brought me through so much, like it is written in Philippians 4.12. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And I don't know about any of you, but God has definitely amped up the level of me trusting him. Like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. You know God has a purpose in the plan and he knows the plans that he has for you and plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Listener, did you catch that? He wants to prosper you and not harm you. It's the enemy's job in the enemy's camp to still kill and destroy. The enemy wants to distract you, get you off your path, get you off your focus so that you won't trust God with all your heart and lean on him for understanding. No, he wants you to doubt, be afraid, be paralyzed, silence yourself, not ask for help from other brothers and sisters, not to ask for prayer, not to seek out fellowship. Iron sharpens iron. That's in the word. We need each other. See, prophets only get a little bit at a time. And God does that on purpose so that we rely on God first and then we love thy neighbor. We become interdependent on each other and we have to rely on each other as well as we rely on God. So there's a five-fold ministry. For those that don't know, there's the pastor, a teacher, evangelist, apostle, and prophet. And excuse me, I said that in the wrong order. Hold out your palm. Your thumb is the apostle. Your index finger is where the prophets are. Evangelist is the middle finger. Four is pastors, the ring finger. And five is teachers. The reason why the thumb represents the apostle, it touches all the others as it enables us to grip. The forefinger represents the prophet because it points. The middle finger represents the evangelist. It's the furthest reaching finger. The ring finger represents the pastor, married to the sheep as he's always with them. And the pinky represents the teacher that gives balance to the hand. You're asking, Leah, why are you teaching us about the fivefold ministry? That's where prophets fit in. Not everybody believes in the fivefold ministry. Some people believe that Acts 2 died with the original apostles. But that's not true. There are apostles today. There are signs, miracles, and wonders for today. There, there's praying in the Spirit. Some call it speaking in tongues. That is for today. That is one of the gifts of the Spirit. And those gifts interchange for what God wants to do. I don't go around calling myself an evangelist. But I do encourage others pray with others. I'm an intercessor. I don't know if God would call me an evangelist. I've asked him. I don't have clarity on that. I'm not really worried about what my title is. I just want to be obedient. I'm just sharing what I learn. I love all the aspects of ministry, but I do believe out of all of those, 
I cannot be called a pastor. From my understanding, that has to be a male. I think you can be a co-pastor once you're married. The husband would be the senior pastor and the wife could be a co-pastor, but I don't think she can be a senior pastor all, all alone. So I would not call myself a senior pastor. Women absolutely are in ministry. There's examples all over the Bible. Esther, Deborah, Mary and Elizabeth, Mary, who was the first one to witness Jesus when he resurrected. There are many, 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 many women who God used. There are women prophets. I'm touching on fivefold ministry so that you start to understand, get knowledge in, and you're not afraid of it. So when you hear a prophet, you will know if it's a false prophet or not. And then when you watch what happens and God gives you glimpses in the natural or in the spiritual that confirms the word of a prophet and it comes to pass, it edifies your faith and you become stronger and you're no longer afraid of it. That's what happened to me. Three to four years ago, I started following prophecy. I was hungry to learn more about different things and I really believe God led me to a few different ministries. One that I really follow today and I've mentioned before, David Hunter, he's on X Spaces, formerly known as Twitter, with his wife Gina. He has a family ministry. You could follow him at Real David Hunter, and he does personal prophetic ministry. So if you ever called on a Monday or Thursday night and you wanted to listen to his online church service where he gives the altar call when the Holy Spirit downloads something he shares that on the call it's recorded on Twitter and you can replay it as many times as you want so you can really absorb the word what God has his promises what he sees in the spiritual how heaven and earth are being played out. And I gotta tell you, May, June, July, August, September, so the past five months I've been following David Hunter and it's changed my life again. Now, has God done that before? Absolutely. There have been seasons where I've met, you know, other pastors and their congregation and I still pray for them. But for whatever reason, God has led me down this path to follow David Hunter and Gina. And I'm super grateful for the fellowship that started happening with other Power Call listeners who are my brothers and sisters in Christ, who we are praying for each other. Do I pray to find a local church to attend for fellowship? and more on a daily basis yes right now i'm without a car in the past i could take uber rides i could afford uber rides to church right now i cannot do that but i am trusting god in this space to do something miraculous whether it's moving me or giving me transportation 
or a financial breakthrough to do something different. But that's where I'm at right now. And so I'm just trusting him with every step of the way. But I wanted to go back to September 9-1. It's a new season. And I wanted my listeners to know that I've been known that. I think I've shared that we were entering a new season. But twice I've heard September as the new season. So that's confirmation. And that's why I wanted to share it. When you hear the things that you hear um, going on in the world, in the news, the negative things, the worldly things, and they line up with what the prophecy says, that's exciting because that means God knows what's going on. And he's telling his children, his sons and daughters, those who are focused on him, those he trusts because he's developed a relationship or vice versa we've taken the time to develop a relationship with him see this trust in the Lord thing is actually a two-way street because it's a relationship he wants with us think about there are certain people we trust and there are some people we say oh I have some discernment around that I love you but that doesn't mean I trust you right same thing with God how is he going to download strategies on the person who never spends any time with him? He's not. He can't. One, they probably wouldn't hear him. And two, they would be overwhelmed with that information. God knows what we can handle. He's not going to give us more than we can handle. That's why we went through a season of preparation. And was it hard? Yes. Was it challenging? Yes. Did we overcome? Yes. We're here. If you're here and you're listening to my voice on this episode, you've made it through the season. Now, you might not have made it perfectly, but you are here. And okay, there might be some mountains you have to travel around because you stumbled and fell. Hey, I've done it too. There have been mountains that I had to keep going around and going around until I said, wait a minute, I don't like this scenery. I don't want to pass this tree anymore. I heard something recently. It was about whether or not we have the Holy Spirit in us. We still sin time to time with the Holy Spirit. And this is how this person broke it down. If you feel bad that you've sinned, you have the Holy Spirit. Because for the person who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, they do not feel bad. Is that setting any of y'all free for me? That was one of the best reminders. It's not that I didn't know that information, but sometimes someone will have a way of explaining something and in the right time because of what you know already just hits different. And if you did fall, I want to encourage you right now to pick yourself back up, to read the word. In fact, Let's read together. Proverbs 24, 16 through 18. For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. 
That was the New King James Version. Let's read it in the um, NIV. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice, or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from them. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Romans 7 is a really good chapter right now for the one who thinks they should give up because they've sinned. Because in Romans 7, 15-20, says this, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Also, let's ask Jesus to put a song in your heart. I'm going to play something quickly and we'll sing along. It's a kid's song, I know, but sometimes simplicity is what we need in a moment like this. But then I found out I was singing alone. Then Jesus sang with me. We sing in harmony. Now I'm singing his song. Oh, I'm singing his song. Jesus put a song in my heart. I turned my life around. He gave me a treasure, a heart of a servant. Jesus put the song in my heart, a joyful melody that sings of his wonderful love. Jesus put the song in my heart, he turned my life around, he gave me a treasure, the heart of a servant. Jesus put the song in my heart, a joyful melody that sings of his wonderful love. He gave me his love, he sang me the song, he put it in song in my heart. He gave me his love, he sang me his song, he put the song in my heart. You can find this song on YouTube. I really just wanted to change the atmosphere right now so that you, you sense his presence. Yes, you can find intercessory worship, prophetic worship, soaking worship music. And I encourage you to do that too. And get in the secret place, God's secret place. Your secret place with God. Get in that place. Get in his presence. But I just, in this moment, felt really pressed 
to do that right now, to encourage you right now, you can find your song, whatever helps you. I don't know, <laughs> I feel overwhelmed. My spirit is bubbling over. I want to encourage you. I'm encouraged right now. Maybe I needed it too. <laughs> yes, I needed it too. And I choose to repent right now. Ask God for forgiveness. I change my mind of those things. God, I'm so thankful for your faithfulness. You are so faithful. You love us so much. Brothers and sisters, listeners, friends, God is so faithful. Let us rejoice. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. The Lord is good and his love endures forever. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes. Share with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from this episode. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again, deuces.